0: Hey guys and welcome back to the Image Junkies podcast, the podcast for news and documentary camera people, filmmakers, producers, directors, journalists, basically anyone who makes news and documentary films. I'm your host Christian Parkinson aka at Image Junkies. If you're on social media give me a follow or a shout out, let me know you're listening. And today we've got a great interview with a guy called Paul Byrne. Paul is a journalist based in Argentina. He works for the Associated Press, where he's senior producer for Argentina and the Southern Cone of South America. I'm reading this directly from his Wikipedia page. Um, I think he might be the first guest we've had with their own Wikipedia page, but I could be wrong there. But Paul's a great guy. I met him, I think it was 2013, covering um, the referendum in the Falkland Islands as to whether they wanted to stay part of Britain or Argentina and immediately liked him, as you'll hear, he's an Irish guy, full of enthusiasm, great energy, really loves what we do, and uh, is passionate, very, very passionate, and that came across as soon as I met him. So I'm going to just go down his Wikipedia page, pull out a few more points, I hope they're all right. It says here that uh, before his appointment with uh, as the producer for Argentina, he was A freelance multimedia producer for AP based in Buenos Aires yeah he talks about that in the interview Um, he was a graduate with a bachelor in business studies from Cork Institute of Technology and subsequently he was selected as one of Ireland's top 50 business graduates in 2000 okay pretty uh, accomplished guy he worked for six years for a Belgian-based documentary production company producing business documentaries for broadcast on CNBC and Fox 5. He then went on to do a Masters in Broadcast Journalism in the University of Sheffield in 2006. After doing some work for the BBC as a video journalist, he worked for Russia Today, based out of Moscow. And here's the bit that um, I think is fantastic. Paul, I didn't know this about you, mate. He holds a third Dan black belt in karate and represented Ireland on various occasions in international tournaments. So basically, a bloody good bloke, uh, and someone I'm proud to know. And so without further ado, let's get stuck into the interview. So Paul, thanks for joining us, mate. Um, Can you tell us who you are and what do you do?
1: Hi, Chris. Uh, Thank you very much for for inviting me on on the podcast. Uh, So I'm Paul Byrne, Irish, as anybody's going to tell by the accent, but I'm talking to you here from Argentina. And just to prove it, I have my my oh. mate my mate tea that if anyone comes and visits this region, they know in Argentina, and Paraguay, <laughs> and Uruguay, uh, everybody walks around with these, and it just yeah. kind of shows you that um, it's disgusting that, stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, it's like probably for uh, for Argentines when they drink Guinness for the first time, they all hate <laughs> it, but then they, it's an acquired taste, and you can't you can't you can't drop it. But um, so basically, I'm I'm um, the senior producer for the Associated Press um, in the Southern Cone region of South America, which um, which has me sitting here in Buenos Aires, but has me with eyes uh, covering the region, so that it includes Paraguay, Uruguay. Um, uh, the Falkland Islands. When things come up, that's how I know Chris because we met down. We met when when we were doing some coverage down there. Um, in Chile, we have people, but when they need help, they they call call me in. Um, and a little bit in in Brazil, when they need backup, the local team there. Okay. So, senior producer in AP is a very broad thing. It can mean uh you would imagine that's a guy overlooking like a big tv crew but it used to be when i started first we had like you know a full-time cameraman Mm -hmm. but now it's it's the guy that films the stories that edits the stories that writes the stories that somehow can be the person that can even you know overlook the tech staff uh in what they're doing the photograph staff and it can be the guy that cleans up when everyone's walked out the door as well so it's like it's, it's very broad yeah and very interesting and and very demanding offers great scope to try out many things uh, from one side but from the other side you're so busy doing so many things that sometimes you're not left with any other option but just to stick to the you know the old traditional ways and um, and uh, turn out the material as you need to be so it depends on your time and your scope and what you want to do and you know I'm inspired by guys like you and some others that that I that you would hear on on your podcast um, and I, I what I try to do when there's when there's freedom of mind I try to be as creative as possible in using new technology and so on to develop what the standard agency agency material would be and try to deliver it in kind of new ways. Uh, that's that you know that are that that are not you no know, not only going to be good from a personal point of view because it challenges you but also maybe offer something new that the, that the agency are going to be providing their clients with you know with with with, with material that will will grab with it, with the new type of audience that expect new type of sequences and shots filmed in different ways and so on and so forth so that's more or less who I am and what I do.
0: So a sort of good solid all arounder then, by the sounds of it, you're you're doing a bit of everything from shooting to editing, producing, writing, you name it, you do it basically.
1: Exactly, 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 exactly. Um, the whole the whole thing. Um, pretty much that fits in line with with AP and a lot of other agencies mm. in in their in this media environment that's so challenging. Um, you know, from one point of view, they're they're so. Um, tied to commercial issues that they, you know, they want to minimize, they want to capitalize on the the possibilities that technology offers. Um, So they try to minimize their staff, which makes commercial sense, and AP is an American news agency and very attentive to those things. Um, Which from some point of view can be challenging, and from other point of views, from my perspective, that's the, the, like I've only been working as an AP staffer for, for less than four years. Uh, so I came from like a freelance background. I have lived in Argentina for for almost ten years. Wow. So I worked for like five years as a freelancer down here first. Um so it can be great that you can say, "Listen, I'm the guy that that already has the experience in you know in turning around wires or texts for various different international media. Um, I've you know I, i've I've worked as a video journalist, as a freelancer. Uh, so it gives you the scope to to, you know, uh, make the most of those skills that, that you might have honed before yeah. and exploit them within the environment of, you know, of you're the person that sent out to cover whatever is the biggest stories in this region. You know, so it can be fantastic.
0: So, I mean, for someone who maybe doesn't really quite get what the agencies do, what 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 role do the agencies fill? Um, you know, in the media these days? You know, can you sort of give us a, a quick overview of what an agency actually does?
1: So basically, uh, whatever is happening, let's just say here in, in Argentina, whatever is happening in Argentina that might have um, interest for an international viewership or an international client, uh, and by the typical traditional clients, that would we'll be talking about your BBCs, your, your any, no. uh, TV Sank, your whatever um, yeah. around the world. Um, uh, whatever might be happening in Argentina that would be of interest to them, it's our job to, to assure that we would have like video material that would be able to tell that story in the best possible way. I,
0: I always feel you must be the like hardest working people in the media because sort of it seems to me that you guys have to be you know ready at the drop of a hat for, for everything you know ready to go, you know always having to beat the opposition the rival agencies. Um, I mean, is that the reality? Is it really sort of you know life on a knife edge like that, or 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 you know is there downtime? Can you relax a little bit? <laughs>
1: Oh so, yeah, it's, it's, it is very intense. It is very intense, um, mm-hmm. uh, especially is, is after being made kind of worse lately, you know, just the dynamics here in this bureau, for instance, when I began four years ago, it was two of us. It was a guy that had, like, 30 years of experience uh, as, a, as a full-time cameraman. So between the two of us, we we'd juggled, we'd, we muddled out between us, you know, but, um, like, he left uh, like two years ago, so... Um, you know, AP is after restructuring a lot around the world, where they have much less staff than they would have even had like one year ago, and even less than what it would have had six months ago. And it changes the dynamic of the the level of the material we turn around. And they're, they they say, let's do what we can and let's do it better. You know, so we maybe wouldn't cover as many stories as as we used to in the past. But still, when when there's a big story in Argentina, like the submarine or whatever, they forget that your colleague or your competitor might have three or four three or four more times staffed than than you and they really depend on you to be as creative as possible to do that you know um, and it can be the very very demanding and yeah. you know like you chris i know since the last time we met you have a little uh, you have a little three-year-old and i have a little three-year-old as well and it can be very demanding on very, on personal yeah. life so that can be it can be it can be it can be very demanding you know it can be yeah, a real yeah. struggle what helped me what helps me a lot is like you know I, i'm very inspired by guys like you and some others that i watch um and you know, I I try to invest as as much as I can, even though, even though it's not something that's that's generated from the company. But I try to to invest as much as I can in in using new technologies like, you know, the smaller cameras like I I have here with me now. This is oh, what be have my, you got? my 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 typical kit. I have the Sony the the mirrorless the A6500. Oh beautiful! And I have this on top of on top of a gimbal. Which gimbal? And pretty is that? much. I bring this. I, I have. The gimbal is a Beholder M. What is it? MS1.
0: Yeah.
1: So I bought this at like two or three years two years ago pro- approximately
0: yeah
1: and um the, the gimbal is a little bit of a challenge because it's, it's probably one of the first models to come out and mm-hmm. i have a lot of issues with it's not the most dependable on the, in the world you know when there's yeah. there, there's jitter sometimes and so on but sometimes it can help me do really great things without yeah, having yeah. so the, 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 what i'm trying to say is like i bring this everywhere with me so like i can be at home i have my laptop i have this i yeah. i have um I have a, a Tascam recorder that I connect to various different microphones okay, so yeah so as well as sometimes just depending on the 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 Rode mic that I have on top I have my Tascam so it gives me even if I need to say for instance do a press conference I can plug that into the yeah. the the audio output or whatever and it gives me much more freedom than I used to have. and it also means I don't break my back as much as I used to. <laughs> That's true. And it also it also is very um, rewarding from the point of view is that I if I manage it well, I can I can really turn around very nice things with it, yeah, you know. Yeah. And at a moment where AP is changing a lot, that for instance, it has less, less staff than it would before. So sometimes it uses photographers in different locations and the photographers would say, how come I can have this like beautiful, um, beautifully filmed interview with like excellent depth of field and so on. Uh, Why well, you can't have that, you know, you guys with all your experience, you know, in the field of filming and, Basically, it's because of, in general, the, 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 the broadcast, the, 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 the agency cameras would use would be your typical um, uh, like Panasonic C2s or, exactly, you you yeah. know the cameras, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which are great workhorses, but they, they're not the most, most rewarding in the yeah, world, you yeah, know? Yeah. And they're so great I for breaking
0: art. news, not great for creating art
1: yeah so but but what i tried to do now and has been my goal like over the last while is is to see if i can actually use this kit for mm-hmm. everything yeah, yeah and i've taken wicked chances with that you know and it, like i, I i'm looking from the point of view as i know where i can take chances and take risks and i know yeah. i can i know where i can just about push it you know what i mean um, yeah. so i've used this like kit for just doing like people look at me crazy like i'm crazy you know um like just for using this for for press conferences and 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 so on like that um and you you can figure out how you can use this kit mm-hmm. you know in in yeah, and yeah. you can you can develop it even in an agency environment to use use it for pretty much everything and as well as just having your standard ensuring you have your standard material of what you need like if your 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 key sound bites for the press conference it gives you beautiful cutaways and yeah, yeah. able to do beautiful movements and which really adds and i can tell from monitoring uh, you know what I do and what my company what my my colleagues and my competitors do in Argentina Like a lot of the stuff we do gets used here more than more than what they what they yeah, what yeah. their stuff does Get used because they film it in a very traditional way, which is great and takes great skill But also maybe today is not enough, you know, yeah, so for me, it's been great Um. So as well as being what coming come back to your question. It is very demanding uh, so you have to try and manage it in your own way, and and um, these little things have helped me a lot. So the kit has helped me a lot, and being able to use technology has has been able to has been has helped me a lot.
0: And I mean, I'm I'm quite interested, um, you know, and I think people listening would would really appreciate to know, as somebody who's having to do everything from you know uh, setting up the stories, shooting, editing. Uh, you know, managing other people on a story. What's your thought process uh, going into a story? What, what's your, you know, especially with filming as well? What are you thinking in terms of, okay, this is what I need to get. These are my priorities. Is every story different? Or do you have a sort of t- a, a check checklist in your mind, you know, that, that you go through?
1: I used to much more have a checklist in mind when I started for instance up to the point when I started working with AP like four years ago but basically the structure in AP around the world now is that they have like regional directors who cover before basically the 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 distinctive departments the text department the the photograph department the video department would, would 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 work very much independent from each other and today we work all together so basically you're very much attentive to before I would say like okay what is this a video visual story you know uh, maybe the text department it's going to be great story but is it just going to be talking heads that's not going to work for me it doesn't interest me um um, uh, so i would have thought okay what are the visuals what are the logistics um now it now it can be much more um um uh a combination so you know is there an editorial is there a really strong editorial reason for telling this story and on top of that is there going to be a a strong visual element to this story so there will be a lot of a lot of talk with my colleagues here even though all the time they're less colleagues so so (laughs) so it can be an internal discussion as well you know but i need to ensure much more than i would have in the past that there's a strong editorial line for this story is it based on facts and figures um uh, beyond being just something beautiful you know before we would have we would have i would have worked with freelancers in the region every time that the, the the whale watching season begins and they would send send me beautiful pictures you know um from the south of argentina with the whales arriving but now we need to find something a little bit stronger what's what's new happening is there an environment environmental story behind why is there a why in this time when you would understand that there's going to be less whales traveling to to the region because of environmental fa- why why was there more this year you know so we'll will delve into that and in the long run it can it can be very beneficial because your story not only does it have like beautiful pictures but it has a very strong editorial line and you might have a great sound bite from you know some environmentalist in there that makes it much stronger than it would have been in in the past so so now now it's like a mix and match so i, I think like what is the story here is it really based on facts um then we think a lot about logistics. Argentina is a huge country, uh, um, so if I need to get freelancers involved all the time, less there's budgets for that. Um, uh, is it going to be worth it? You know. So it needs to be really powerful. If not, how much is it going to cost for me to travel uh, to travel there? Um, which departments of AP are going to be most interested in this? If it has an if it has a sports, uh, sports element to it, are the sports department going to chip in on that? You know, so yeah, budgets yeah. can be like so critical to everything. You know, yeah. um, and then from there, like <clears throat> you really have to. It's great to have like local knowledge because a lot of what you can see in the in the local media is um mightn't be so much based on reality and a lot of what you can see in the international media talking about Argentina can be stories that are already two years old or yeah. based on some foreign perspective of, 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 uh, of realities here. So you can, you use a lot of your local knowledge. And then from there is like, you know, delving into the context you have and seeing, can you like, can you get into the shanty town that you want to, to, you know, have the point of view of, you know, uh, of of you know the poor community like if it's something about like oh Argentina's economy is suddenly like the stock market is booming this year but is it booming for everybody so let's find you know let's find a, an interesting angle to tell this from let's uh, let's go into the like the, in, in the middle of Buenos Aires there's a huge shanty town that's so symbolic it's called Villa 31 and basically yeah basically (laughs) i'm like a regular in there you know because we we go in there so much because it's so symbolic of so many things like it's a litmus test for what can be happening in argentina from so many points of views you know um so who am i going to go in there with um uh uh you know can i tell this story from like some really poor family there all of a sudden actually there is some hope for you know building their own house for maybe not getting out of there, but making the community better in there. Um, so it's really to try and first work out the budget, work out the editorial um, story. Is your colleagues gonna help you on that? Is it is it gonna be something you're gonna work on your own? From some point of view, from some some point of view, we have a lot of legacy staff here that come from the text department, and they are amazing at working you know, at their job, yeah. and finding facts and figures and data, and really working out like, um, you know, what's this story based on. But it can be sometimes quite difficult to work with them on visual stories, you know, because, you know, you're doing the interview and you really want to get like, you know, uh, you want to let the story breathe and you want to get the strong images that just naturally occur. But they're like, so what did you see and what was the color of the thing in that moment that you refer to as like, don't interrupt them now you know and and even though it's changed a lot and we've educated each other a lot i've learned so much from them you know like they're they're so brilliant at what they do but it can be difficult and the the photographer wants to get that emotion in that second so click 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 click. it's like oh now you know yeah yeah um so there's a lot of like working out and and you have to know when to just when to just like um when to eat that up too you know so like that's been very interesting and i've developed a lot from that i've I've learned to know learned to, to figure out when to leave things go to you know because you're working in teams and yeah, yeah. sometimes it can be great because you can build on what they are the work they're doing for the benefit of the story in the long time, in the long run, but some sometimes it can be difficult too. So sometimes you can be delighted if you can think, okay, this is a story I can send Paul to the Falklands now for a week because he'll come back with like the big breaking news of the story, but he'll give you three or four, and I can think, oh, that's great because like I really understand the editorial line that 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 AP have to stick to now, which I is really amazing, you know. Um, but I can use that and really find something strong and visual there too, you know.
0: Yeah, no, exactly, mate. Well, well, look. I suppose I, I should probably let you go shortly. But before I do, is—is is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Anything else you think is interesting or important that we could discuss?
1: Um, um, no, the the, the 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 key things is great. I have to. Sometimes it's beautiful to have the chance to talk about these things because it helps you, you know, process mm, what you true. what you do, and it also helps you think, like. Um, Yeah, you think you know it's great what you have the chance to do to use new equipment and also you need to be like talk about things like how how important it is to be hard working and never forget that you're lucky to have the chance you know but don't but you need to capitalize on this this and the others in your environment um, you know they need to understand too what the reality is you know i was listening to another podcast recently with a uh, a very well-known guy within the environment, uh, Matthew Ollard, Ma- Matt Allard. Matt Allard. He was on uh, Multimedia uh, yeah.
0: Week last week, I think.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was just talking to, like, I like I, it was a kick in the arse for me, to be honest, when I listen to the podcast, you know, because sometimes with the new equipment, I, I get lazy, you know. Um, and we understand how important, you understand how important, like, all the elements are, you know, like, to have your good audio, you know. So sometimes, lately, I film myself with my onboard road mic in covering a protest here, and I can say, well, the audio is more or less good enough, you know, uh, because the task cam I use is, like, um, it needs to be synced up and edited. you know and and sometimes I just to make it quicker I didn't bother you know but actually it's worth doing you know so and sometimes it's worth me bringing the heavy tripod with me as well um so as well as as well as using this new equipment it's just is to appreciate the skills we have learned you know the really hard great skills that these brilliant cameramen of 40 years have learned and if if you can just adapt, not let the technology become front and center. The technology is a tool, nothing more. And like we're lucky, um, us guys, you know, even though there's stuff coming out all the time being churned out by 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 whoever, uh, we're lucky, us guys. We have like skills that have been honed and learned. And if we can adapt the technology to to make what we do even better, like there's no 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 one better, no no one better in position to do that than we are you know yeah, so we should true. appreciate that and and make the most of us and i'd reach out to guys with experience like it's worth it like it's not a huge uh, learning curve with these other cameras these small cameras to adapt to what we what they what we do with the bigger cameras you know so like like you know it's worth it you know even though you i know you some of them are, are can be old dogs and it can be very difficult to think You're going back to scratch. You're not really, you know, Um, and if you can just master the basics of it, what you're what they're going to do with it is going to be it's going to be noted and it's going to keep them there, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, what you were talking about there, if anyone's interested listening to this, was Matt Allard um, of NewShooter.com being interviewed by Multimedia, exactly. uh, I think Multimedia Week. Exactly. Um, and it is good. And you're right. He, he does talk a lot of sense. Some things I didn't agree with. Um, you know, I rarely use a tripod, for example. And that's not out of laziness. That's just because it's not my style. And I actually find a tripod makes me lazy because I put the tripod down. And the tendency then... Is you're like well this is my spot I put my tripod down whereas I prefer not to have a tripod so that I'm running around different angle right I've got a sound bite right this angle that angle oh let me go on the floor and I find a tripod just slows me down too much for my sort of rather erratic crazy style um, I totally,
1: I totally agree with you. There was two comments there was two, two ideas I picked out of it. One was the audio. Just don't get lazy on that, Paul. That was something I reminded myself. <laughs> yeah, and I have point. one tripod here that's slightly, uh, slightly lighter than than another one I use that I have to bring with me sometimes on really big coverages. Um, so some, sometimes the color to 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 make to have that really nice pan. Uh, when I really have to use a tripod, there's no other, it would be better that I, okay, I carry the other one that's one or two kilos heavier. But totally what you're saying, like, I totally, uh, I totally agree with you. And sometimes it kind of bugs me when some people profile themselves as video journalists and they still, when I see them and they're still using the, not even the, the 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 P2s or the Sony Z5s that we use they're using the big the big, like I like in my daily job I, I if I want to do the different roles that I need to do I I can't and yeah. by using this newer technology that's the only way I can actually do it you know um um so so like if I'm going to be writing taking notes uh, trying to get beautiful shots, um, being the interviewer. Also, uh, sorry, if I could just segue there. I find some of the some of the the the, the, the 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 benefits of using this technology are really can be editorially very important too. Yeah. You know, what I used to hate about like um, T V interviews was this like This very uh, clumsy segue from talking to someone and then convincing them to do the interview and so on. Now I can be there's a protest happening. I jump out of the taxi. I have my 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 stabilizer, my gimbal already already working. I'm in the middle of the I'm in the middle of the protest. I'm talking to them. To the the syndicate leader, that's very important. Without this big, like, okay, I'm gonna do an interview with you now. Yeah, yeah. You know, not uh, making it clear. Obviously, we're doing the interview, but I segue into the interview in a very natural way. And then the material you can get uh, is ju- that that's that's um that contact you've built, that dynamic that you've built, that is something you can really yeah. delve into. Yeah, yeah, Um, you can just capitalize on that so much, you know. And I really, that's that's actually the thing I love most about this technology. that yeah, it really lets you lets you I- I exploit those those things in, yeah. in such a such a nicer way and sometimes that's one of the, the issues I have when we go on the team sometimes here it brings you back to that you know yeah, yeah. And, I, I agree and I, 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 I love this that it helps you catch the moment. If I'm after getting in the taxi with all my gear closed up, uh, in the past, it was like, oh no, I see something that would be just a, a beautiful sequence I could do that would really help tell one side of the story. Uh, before, I wasn't going to get out and take it. By the time I had everything taken out again and put, now I still have my. I'm out. I'm there. You, you're without missing the moment. You need to work as work less as you would have in the past of trying to recreate or set up. I don't know how to define that. We, we try to do it as little as possible. I heard you speaking about it in the past. AP are, are anal about that. You, you're just so specific that you, you try to do that, you minimize that as much as possible, as yeah. most of the agencies are. Um, and and it, it this helps you even more than, than I would have in the past, that I can capitalize on that key moment, which is always better. You know, you get that emotion without them saying, what do you want me to do or where do you want me to stand? And it's like... You, there's no there's no contact there. You you're they're doing what they're doing. You can get in as close as possible. I love getting in close, in their pocket, in their face, you know, casp- capturing that key moment, that key, you know, touch, contact, whatever. Um, and I I love that, and I love uh, what that technology, what the technology uh, enables you to do. That's beneficial from subliminal, from editorial, from all different points of view, you know. So it's it's great. We're lucky from that point of view. We really are, you know?
0: I mean, interestingly, uh, a a phrase I sort of use is, a few years ago, I wanted everything to look beautiful. As a traditional news cameraman or a traditional cameraman in general, I wanted every shot to look beautiful. I wanted every interview to be perfect. Now, uh, as someone who works alone as a VJ, I actually, I I don't necessarily want everything to be beautiful. I want it to be real. I don't want to spend three hours lighting an interview by which time you know, the interviewee's lost interest and, you know, only has five minutes left for the interview. You know, like you, I just want to be able to grab people and for it to be natural and just say, no, no, do your thing, I'll follow you, don't worry. You know, rather than, oh, stand there, wait. John, quick, put the tripod. Okay, right, okay, okay, walk. Oh, no, do that walk again. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I hated all that. And, and now I love that naturalness, exactly what you're saying. Um,
1: totally. For me, the most rewarding stories we get to work on now is like we'd have breaking news stories, and sometimes we'd be able to do like our, our first package we'd send or whatever would be the images you would imagine. But sometimes uh, sometimes we do feature stories that you can work on for longer, longer time. Or what The most rewarding stories for me are when you can do that second package that delves into the, you know, the key images of that immediacy. But you can get you can go a little bit behind the scenes so you can film, you can film sequences that that tell like, you know, what this story is based on or whatever. Um, but within the immediacy of the thing, so you're getting that. That key moment, that key emotion, that key reaction. Um, um, there's no time to set anything up. You're like really observing and trying to communicate in the rawest way possible, but by by capitalising on you know understanding what can communicate to someone that doesn't have a clue about Argentina, that's sitting in, you know, you're from Leicester or I'm from a tiny little village in Ireland or someone in Denver or Colorado or whatever, and how that can communicate with them and really personal things can communicate with people, you know, someone looking at themselves in a the mirror or, you know, uh, we've done many stories about transsexuals, we've done many stories last year, too many stories about uh, and, uh, clerical sex abuse which were really difficult to work on, but you were depending so much on emotion and 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 uh, silence and and whatever you know um uh there's not time uh, there's not time to set things up uh so like it's depending on that 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 that, that intuition of you know what can what can what can communicate it and uh, and uh, I I love that like you. Know, it's the raw stuff, mm. but knowing how to put it together in a way that it's something that I that I that I love trying to to to. You're never going to master it, and I'm certainly not. But it's something I I watch. I watch pieces from um. Uh, there's another guy, uh, Brandon Lee. Uh, you know that he does like uh, Brandon Lee. He's a like a YouTuber. Oh, okay. Uh, he does. Uh, yeah, he does Is it amazing travel stuff. stuff? Like, Is
0: it like travel? Uh, travel, travel yeah, yeah. I've seen you know, his channel. But,
1: he really uses um technology in a great way, like yeah. in ways that we couldn't in news. But maybe we can take a little bit of what he does, yeah. uh, like a, a type of zoom out or a type of whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. I couldn't edit it in the way he, he does. It's just not the news style. But it helps you think, you know. um It helps you think. I know he does things fast and he uses technology without like spending huge amounts of money either and it's just all these things help you think like i love watching what you do and i love sometimes i wish um like with ap now there's more sometimes the chance like i say to do teasers on our story and 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 edit them with you know creative ways with text and so yeah. on, which I used to do when I was a freelancer. I'd done stories for The Guardian. I used to do some of that. um uh, and I wish I could delve delve into that more, you know, but that's when you're like you're filming like really interesting angles and sequences and and types of movements, um, and yeah. you can really benefit on them as much as you can do in in many stories, you know, even within the news package that you're doing, you know so so it's um it's interesting times, really. It really is, you know.
0: Well, I wanted to finish with one last thing, actually. It just occurred to me. Um, I always like to have a few sort of takeaways uh, for people who are listening. And one I thought might be quite interesting is what advice would you have for any camera crews, journalists who are coming to Argentina for a story. What's it like to operate? Uh, you know, is it is it quite an easy place to operate? Is there any tips or advice you'd have for people who are coming, I guess, for a week or two to cover a story? You know, do you get hassled by the police or the public? You know, that sort of thing. Any practical tips you might have?
1: Uh, Argentina is, is, I guess a lot of people are going to say that are in, that are in out of the reach place, but Argentina is very idiosyncratic. It's very particular, very particular, very peculiar. From some point of view, in media, it's very difficult here. Uh, everything is quite chaotic. So, from one's point of view, uh, well, just in general life in Argentina, no doesn't mean no, yes doesn't mean yes. So, like in your bureaucracy of setting things up for interviews and press conferences and whatever, is so difficult here, you know, because um, there's there's no there's no line where you should stand that you shouldn't cross over. When you have your press card, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get in without saying the right thing to the right person. So, it can be very very confusing. Um, uh, from the other Point of view. Um, from the other point of view, people are very welcoming here. They people like to be seen, so you know there's n- there's not much difficulty about getting people to speak on camera. Uh, another difficulty is that um, uh, media here and and, uh, and news is totally polarized, which is very difficult to work in Christian. So when I go, when I go on the streets and I ask people for a comment on whatever issue, they're like, "Who are you? Like, uh, so who do you work for?" Uh, are, are you? Uh, is that? Are you left or right? And I'm like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and and, yeah. and journalism here is is very. It's uh, very getting like that everywhere, sadly. Uh, it's getting like that everywhere, and uh, to be honest, it's following a trend that uh, that r- is really profound in Argentina. That there's this whole concept of activist journalism, which I can kind of understand, but it's a, a, a dichotomy in terms for me because, for instance, I, I try to explain to people here: I, I, my point of view just doesn't matter. Yeah. I just I want to observe and communicate and get all points of views in there. So that can be very difficult, and it kind of infl- impacts on everything you're doing because they want to know who you are and so on. My saving grace is, like, oh, I'm from Ireland, so I'm not British, <laughs> I'm not English, I'm not yeah. German or whatever, so that saves me a lot, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I work yeah. for a US media, but I say I'm from AP, and they have no idea who AP exactly. or Reuters yeah. or whatever are, so I just say, I'm from Ireland, and that saves me, so it kind of breaks down barriers, you know? Everyone so loves why. the Irish. <laughs> well, it's just not, not everywhere, not everywhere, oh. but most places i that, that saved me a lot, you yeah. know, it saved me a lot. Uh, so I delve into things like that. Um, uh, a lot of the time, you'll come here, and people will see you as a foreigner, and they'll say places like you should never go into the what they call vicios shanty towns here. But uh, like I, I got over that very fast, and like I did some of the first stories I done were in the in the shanty towns because there's a whole aspect of life that's super important here. Because what you see in the centre of Buenos Aires, which looks like a Milan or a London, is beautiful and and super um, elite and beautiful buildings and so on is 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 you go five kilometers out the road and it's like it's you're going back to 50 years ago and people are living in in dire situations in some scenarios um so there's so much more to it than that and you shouldn't be afraid you just need to be careful have your wits about you um uh, but really try to delve into life here and, and yeah, get outside the centre of the, of the city, people, everyone here, they'll see you as a foreigner and they'll say the people you'll meet, they say, oh you can't go there but yes, you actually, you really can, you know you really can, and there's so many stories out there that, that can be told, you know and 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 from some point of view, Argentina is not super interesting from the, the political situation which is which dominates everything from a local point of view here, it's like all news is like about, you know, various factions of politics here, uh, but there's you there's amount of interesting stories. It has everything in Argentina is the biggest or the smallest or the beautiful, or the most beautiful. It has the biggest waterfall in the world. It has the biggest glaciers in the world. It has the biggest penguin colony. It has the biggest disparity between wealthy and poor. It has the best footballers in the world. It has the best wine. This is this is what Argentina said. The best wine in the world. It has the worst politicians, the most corruption. Uh, you know, so it's really curious. Like it's fascinating. Like really fascinating place. You know, uh, so there's so much can be done here. And from my point of view. Sundays it just wears you out Argentina in Buenos Aires uh, alone it's one of the other biggest best it has like 500 last year it had 580 protests in the, the center of Buenos Aires alone every day there's like every day outside my building there's someone protesting something you know what I mean and uh it's fascinating you know but it's just can wear you out you know it can wear you out among the other things like what do I really need to cover that you know uh but then you go away for a short while you think this place is the most colorful place in the world you know so there's so many stories to be told here and um and really interesting people, and at the base is really really good people, you know. um So so there's a there's a lot there's a lot of material, you know. There really is. It's a great place, and the region is a great place. I go to Paraguay quite a bit, and no one has. An iota about Paraguay. No yeah, one yeah. has any idea. It's just the most fascinating place. It has, it has, because it's one of those places that's far from everything that no one knows anyone, anything about. So, like, actually, it's a place where the, 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 um, the various uh, important uh, historic uh, communities have used as a place to escape from so you'll find like <laughs> oh yeah a lot
0: of Nazi, ex nazis <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> and,
1: and it has like you know, i did a story a couple of years ago about the only australian uh colony outside australian world in oh, the wow. world like it's this tiny in the middle of nowhere in, in paraguay it's called new australia and in, in 1950 or whatever a heap of australians decided they want to use they wanted to set up this utopian community because there's not enough the space in australia Well, yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but they just set up this tiny community in the middle of nowhere, and today you go there, and there's still the remnants of that, and there are remnants like the the generations or whatever, and a million of the weirdest fascinating stories in the world in places that people would never have thought about, you know, Um, so it's fascinating, absolutely fascinating part of the world, so I'm extremely lucky.
0: So thanks to Paul for that. Um, Really good stuff, really interesting to hear an agency producer's perspective on the industry and kit and all of that stuff. So guys, if you're interested in the world of TV camera work and documentary filmmaking, do check out my website imagejunkies.net and uh, do feel free to Google my book, Camera Confidential, which is basically packed with interviews and information about what it takes to succeed as a cameraman, camera person, video journalist. So you can Google that. It's available on the Amazon Kindle. And you can just go to my site and find it there. Please hit the subscribe button. Subscribe to this podcast. And if you feel so inclined, write a review. I'd really appreciate it. Um, I don't make any money from this podcast. I do it purely for my love of what we do and of the community. So please do help encourage others to download it because... um, As I said last week, the download figures are pretty poor and only getting worse, so that's my bad. I need to up my game, but uh, any help you guys can offer would be fantastic. All right, cheers, guys. Take care. Have a great week.